Well, hello and welcome to week one of our brand new series called Good Suffering. Now, those are two words that we don't typically think would go together, good and suffering. Most of us take our time to run away from suffering and pain and difficulty. We don't run to it, and we certainly would not define suffering or pain or hardship, difficulties in our life as good. Most of us, when we think of the word good or a good season or a good time of our life, it's the complete opposite of the moments of pain. Good is all the things that we enjoy that make us feel good or that make us happy or put a smile on our face or give us those warm, fuzzy feelings. That's what we would define as good. However, all of us in life experience pain. We all experience suffering. And so the idea of this series is to completely shift our focus and our perspective about what the Bible teaches us and the point and purpose of pain and suffering in our life. We'll actually learn that there is good suffering. And I want to show it to you. Here's the heart of this series out of 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. And here's what it says. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all of the world. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the trials, at the trouble, at the difficulty, at the pain you're experiencing or the suffering that you're going through. Don't be surprised if something strange were happening to you. Don't we respond that way often? I know I do. I know that when I go through something that's difficult, when I hit a scary moment of life or when I hit the rocky moments and I go, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? What did I do? God, did you forget about me? God, do you not love me anymore? Who did I make mad? Where did I fall short? How did I cause this? We act as though something strange is happening to us. And the Bible says, don't freak out. Don't act as though this is a crazy, unforeseen thing that is happening in your life. But it says, instead, be very glad. Now, to you and I, that does not make sense. That's not the way that we would interpret pain or suffering in our life. But don't be caught off guard. Don't be surprised. Don't let it uh, throw you for a loop. But instead, be very glad because there's goodness in it. Because there is a such thing, the Bible says, as good suffering. All of us, as different as we are, different personalities, different likes, different interests, of all the things we could think of that divide us in this life, one thing that holds us all together, a, a, together, a commonality in all of us is pain is suffering. We all experience it and we all have it. As a matter of fact, pain is actually something that the Bible says is good. It's like when you have a pain in your life is an indication. It's a warning light that there's a bigger problem, that there's something else that's happening in your life. It's an indication that this little pain means that something else is going on and I probably need to get this checked out. I need to get this inspected in my life. It's like a doctor who sat with his patient and said, well, I have bad news and I have worse news. And the patient says, well, what's, what's the bad news? And the doctor says, well, the bad news is that You've got 24 hours left to live. 
and the patient in complete shock says, that's the bad news. What's the worst news? And the doctor says, well, unfortunately, I forgot to tell you yesterday. You see, without the warning, without the indication of what's to come, you find yourself in even worse trouble. You find yourself in a worse situation than had you known that trouble was coming. The greater indication of greater problems that are coming your way. That's what pain does in our life. It's an indication that there's something else that needs to be corrected. There's something else that needs to be changed in our life. There is a such thing as good suffering all across the world in all of our families in all of our lives if you're not in a moment of suffering you're probably walking into it and you're probably in a situation where you're walking out of it all of us have some form of pain or suffering trials and difficulties in our life our culture says do everything you can to avoid it. But the Bible says don't freak out about it, be glad in it. The Bible is so countercultural and so today what we want to do is get a proper perspective of what suffering is for in our life. We want to see it God's way. We don't want to see it the way of culture and where culture would say do everything you can to avoid it. Even in some of our church cultures, maybe you've heard it this way, that if you're experiencing pain or difficulty or problems, maybe you didn't have enough faith. Maybe you didn't pray hard enough. Maybe you've got sin in your life and God is punishing you. Maybe you've heard in some circles that if you just quote all the scriptures and all the promises of God, you can, you can omit pain and problems from your life. You can omit the hard seasons and the difficulties that may come your way. If only you just claim and believe all the scriptures. Well, God's word is true and his scriptures and his uh, life-giving word and promises to us are true, but the Bible also teaches us not to freak out, not to have a, a, a worry moment just because you're experiencing pain and problems in your life that we should embrace it and be glad in it. So what's the heart of today? Is to get the proper perspective of God of what pain and suffering, of what this season, this moment of your life actually means. And when we walk away from this message today, here's the heart that I want us to have. The Bible tells us, and it's extra there on the screen, out of um, Habakkuk 3, verses 17 and 18, it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, and even though the olive crops fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. In other words today, even though I'm going through a really difficult time, even though this is not the circumstance that I dreamed of for my life, even though I've been faithful in following God, and I'm still walking through a difficult moment. Even though the doctor's report is not what I wanted it to be. Even though it didn't work out in my job the way that I wanted it to go. Even though my family is facing problems, my relationships are difficult, my marriage is in trouble, my depression is coming back, my anxiety is overwhelming me. Even though I'm in this situation and it doesn't feel very fruitful, it doesn't feel very productive, it doesn't feel very blessed. Even though... I may be in a season of suffering, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Why? I will be glad in my suffering. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. It's a proper perspective 
of pain and suffering and difficulties and trials in our life. There is a good suffering. And today, as I titled your message, we wanna get the proper perspective, God's point of view about difficulty, pain, and suffering in our lives. I wanna pray for us before we dive into his word. Father, we love you. Thank you for this moment to be together at Church Online. Thank you for every person that's tuned in by podcast, by uh, website, our app. God, people who are watching at Church Online, people that are watching at Alabaster Living TV. God, wherever it may be that today, right now, in this moment, God, you just speak to them where they are. God, we just pray that you just convict our heart of, 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 of just trying to do it in our own strength and our own ability. God, trying to uh, figure it out on our own. But God, let us lean in to your word today and to what it says to us. Teach us about good suffering in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to give you a few things today that I want you to write down if you're where you can. Take some notes. If you're at church online, you can pull up the notes there. But here's what I want you to know. Number one about suffering, his point of view, is that God uses pain to direct me. God uses pain in my life to direct me, to point me in the right direction, to lead me where he wants me to go. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 71. It says, my suffering was good for me. If you can, somewhere underline that word good. My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. That's a strong verse of scripture. That will mature us. That will grow us in difficult seasons of my life. Because the writer of this scripture says, my suffering, my pain, my hardship, my trials, my disappointments, my tears, my depression, all of the things that I was going through that seems like it should be negative and overwhelming that's trying to stop my life. No, it was good for me. There was benefit to my suffering. There was benefit to my pain. Today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're experiencing, there is good to your suffering. Why? Because it taught me something. It taught me a lesson. The Bible says that you will learn something, that you're going to grow from it. I think every one of us would agree that every season of difficulty you've walked out of, you have learned more about yourself. You've learned more about what you can do or what you can't do. You've learned life lessons that you've carried into the next difficult season of your life. Every time you go through something that is difficult, it stretches you, it grows you, it matures you, and it teaches you something. What's the greatest lesson that we can learn through difficulty, through pain, and through suffering? It could teach us to pay attention to God's decrees. In other words, it directs us to God. It teaches us not to look to ourselves, but it teaches me to go to God because I can't do it. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the answers. I don't have the ability within myself. So it directs me to the presence and the place and the person and the power of God. It sends me to his decrees. Your body does the same thing. We're designed that when you have a pain, it's directing you to do something about it. When you have that headache, or when you have those, those muscle aches, or when there's something that just doesn't seem right, well, your body has given you an indication that it needs attention, that it needs a little extra work, that it needs a little extra help. And when your body is broken, you go to the source of what can help take care of you. For most of us, we find ourselves going to who? Going to the doctor. Just a few months ago, my mom passed away with, with brain cancer. And when we discovered that she had brain cancer, it was her body 
that was giving her indications of something that was wrong. You see, she had a brain tumor, and it was not visible from the outside. We had no idea that there was a tumor growing inside of her brain. You see, it wasn't visible. Nobody knew about it. Nobody could tell until her body began giving signs that something wasn't right. Her speech wasn't right. She couldn't get her words out. She could think about it, but the speech and the words could not be communicated from her mouth. She realized that something is not right here. Her vision began to fail. She started seeing double, and it was something that was odd for her. And so all of these little signs was her body saying, something else is wrong. There is a bigger problem, and you need to look to the source so it directed her to the doctor. As soon as she walked into that emergency room, immediately because of the signs of, their, of her body, they knew that something was wrong with her brain. You see, your body will tell you when there's a problem, and it will direct you to the source. Oftentimes, when we face pain or difficulty in our life, it is simply God saying, hey, look, I need to direct you to the proper place. I need you to direct it to the proper source. Where does God want to direct you? If you find yourself going, I don't know where to go, and I don't know what to do right now in this season of my life. You don't know how bad it is. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm going through. Well, I can tell you that God wants to direct you to himself. God is always drawing us to himself. He's the source. His greatest desire for your life is to have relationship with you. And if you are in a season of suffering, it's good because he wants to draw you closer to himself. He wants to draw you closer to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the very presence of God that lives personally with us. And he is our source of strength. He is our source of comfort. He is our source of presence of the very presence of God that's with us. And he wants you to draw close to the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God in your life. He wants to draw you closer to his word. He wants you to be in his word. The Bible is God's word and communication to us. He gave it to us because there are promises in God's word that are for you and they are true. He wants you to go to his word because you need to understand. I need to understand that there is seasons of suffering and even though it is painful and doesn't feel good, it is good because it's directing us to him. He wants to direct you to his house he wants you to be in his house. Thank God that we get to gather here at Church Online. But you need to be in God's house. This moment of gathering through podcast and through video and online, it is great, but it is not a substitute for being with God's people. We need each other. And it could just be possible today. I want to ask you, is God using a painful experience and season of your life to direct you to where he wants you to be. Number two, this is important. God uses pain to correct me. God uses pain to correct me. Look at what the Bible says, Proverbs 20 and 30. It says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Now that is a very clear and understandable verse of Scripture. Many of you, uh, maybe if you're over 30, maybe when you were young, you can remember getting spankings. Anybody get spankings? I got spankings. I can remember uh, when uh, we were little kids. Maybe my brother, he's seven years older than I am. I can still remember in the country in the South when they would say, go pick out a hickory stick. 
Anybody do that? Where you had to go outside and you picked a stick off of the tree, and that's what, that was the spanking tool. That's how you got spanked. And then I can remember fly swatters. Anybody been spanked with a fly swatter? Uh, some of you, as, as we've gotten a little more uh, advanced in our culture with our kids, somebody has a spanking spoon. I, I, I never had a spanking spoon growing up, but that was popular for a while. And now we're so far along, like you can't spank your kids. You, you go to jail for that sort of thing, right? But the Bible says, and we expect experienced as kids that sometimes it's a painful, if you can, underline that in your notes. It's a painful experience that makes us change our ways. Sometimes we have to be corrected and it takes more than just some words that we say. If you're a parent, you understand this. You can tell your kids all day long, act right, talk right, sit up, clean your room, Clean your face, wear your clothes, don't get them dirty. All the things that we try to do to teach and train our kids. But sometimes it's a painful experience that makes them change their ways. Sometimes it's a spanking. Sometimes it's being grounded. Sometimes it's time out in the corner. Sometimes it's go to your room. Sometimes it's, well, you're not going to play with that toy. We all experience something that is painful to us that makes us change our ways because it's something about the pain that brings correction in our life. My son is six, and uh, he loves to go outside, loves to play like most kids, and he's got this scooter that he loves to ride, and he'll get at the top of our driveway and ride it down the hill, push it back up to the top of the driveway, and ride it back down the hill again. And he got into this little phase to where he didn't want to wear socks and shoes outside. And he would ride this scooter, and he would ride his skateboard on the driveway down the hill with no socks and no shoes. And I would communicate to him, hey, bud, you need to go put on some socks and shoes. Well, Dad, why do I have to put on socks and shoes? I said, buddy, you're riding this scooter down the driveway on concrete. If you have to come to an emergency stop, put your foot down. If you wreck this thing, you're going to chew your feet up and it is going to hurt. No, Dad, I'll be fine. I'll be good. It's no problem. I can do it. I'm strong. I'm tough. Until what happened? He wrecked that scooter coming down the driveway. And when his feet, was, of course, the first thing to go to stop himself, he chewed those feet up on that concrete. And then he changed his tune. He wanted not only socks and shoes, but he said, you know, Dad, maybe I should get some knee pads. You know, Dad, maybe I should get some elbow pads. You know, Dad, maybe I should have a helmet. I mean, he went over the top about protecting himself from the pain that he experienced but you see, it changed his perspective. He saw it in a different way. Sometimes God uses a painful experience to correct you in something that is wrong in your life. Stop and think right now. What is it in my life that I'm experiencing that maybe God is trying to correct in me? Is there something that I'm doing that is harmful to my life? Am I making decisions that are destructive to my life, that are hurting the relationships around me, that are hurting the people that are around me? Is God trying trying to use this painful moment and this painful experience to direct me to him, to his word, and to his presence so that he can correct something in me. Even though we get older and even though we get our own ability to lead ourselves, and, and we have our independence and we can do what we want and we don't have a parent standing over us to spank us or ground us anymore, but maybe God, your father, is using just a little bit of pain 
that moment of your life, that season, to correct some things that need to be corrected in your life. Number three, this is important. God uses pain to inspect me. There's something about pain that reveals a lot about who we are. When you go through something that's difficult, when you have a difficult season of life, it tells a whole lot about what you're made of, about what's on the inside of you. The Bible says it. Consider it a sheer gift. Wow, pain, suffering, a gift? Underline that. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges, underline those words, come at you from all sides. You know that under what? Underline this, pressure. Your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors. You see the suffering that you face, the pain that you're going through, God will use that to inspect you. You see these tests, these trials, these little challenges that you're going through, all this pressure that you're feeling. Well, the Bible says God uses that so we are forced into the open to show our true colors. What are you really made of? What's really on the inside of you? You see, we can get real caught up in our culture to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. I go to church. I know some Bible verses. Everything is okay. Yet, when a bad season comes, difficult moments arise, pain happens in our life, we experience suffering. When all of those things begin to take place, suddenly we find ourselves falling apart. Suddenly, we find ourselves hiding away from people who wanted to be there to help us. Suddenly, when the church, which should be part of our rock and our community and our people and our place, suddenly we just say, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that anymore. We start abandoning the things that should be working in our life. Why? Because it's revealed some immaturity. It's revealed that we weren't as mature. We weren't as strong. We weren't as developed as we thought that we were. And God will use painful experiences to reveal that to you. I love that the Bible says that these tests and these challenges. Listen, when I was in high school and we would do tests, I wasn't a good test taker. I dreaded it with everything in me if we were going to have a test. You see, an, an, a written assignment, I, I could work my way through it. Like I could, I could kind of put some words together. I could craft it pretty well to kind of get something that would be acceptable across. But you see, when I was tested and there was only one right answer, even if it was multiple choice, that was the best test because you at least had an option of some things that could be right. But what about those fill in the blanks, those little only one word that would work and you had to fill it in correctly? That's when the pressure, I would begin to sweat. I hated it. Why? Because that test revealed what I really understood. That test revealed my knowledge. That test revealed what was on the inside of me. And today, maybe the painful experience, maybe God is showing you what you're really made of, what's on the inside of you. And if you're going, wow, I don't like what's being revealed. I don't like what I'm seeing of myself. I don't like the way that I'm passing or failing this test. Well, the good news is that God is using this for a moment to reveal that to you so that you can grow and so that you can mature, so that you can experience good suffering in your life. The Bible says God works all things for our good. Let God reveal it to you where you are. Number four, God uses pain to protect me. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. That's a quote from a man named Joseph out of the book of Genesis, 
where you have to go read the account of his story if you don't know it, but it's an incredible story where his brothers actually sold him into slavery. It was a time in history where slavery was prominent and you could sell people and Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery. He went through a lot, a lot of pain. He went through a lot of disappointment. He really experienced suffering in his life. But at the end of it all, when it all came full circle, this was Joseph's words. What you intended for harm, God intended it all for good. We try to run from pain, try not to experience pain, try not to encounter pain, but pain actually is good. Just like Joseph said, hey, you intended it to harm me. You intended to break me down, but God intended it for good. There's something called congenital insensitivity to pain. Congenital insensitivity to pain. That's where people have the inability to feel pain. In other words, they may touch something that's hot, and they may have a little sensation there, but they don't feel the pain. And if you can't feel the pain, you don't know to remove your hand from the surface that is causing damage to your body. It is burning through your flesh and through your nerves, and it is causing permanent damage to your body. But yet, because you can't feel the pain, you don't have the indication. That pain protects you from damaging your body. When you experience that heat on your hands, it says, hey, remove your hand before further damage happens to your life. And this is what God will use. Sometimes you experience suffering because God is protecting you from further damage in in your life. God uses pain to protect you. Today, instead of running from it, today, instead of trying to avoid it, instead of putting all of your attention on trying to find your way out of it, why not just go, God, what are you keeping me from? What are you teaching me? How are you growing me? Maybe God is using your pain, your circumstance right now to protect you from something greater. Maybe in your marriage, you're experiencing some pain, some difficulty, some heartache. And maybe God is revealing that pain to you to prevent you from divorce. Maybe right now you're experiencing that pain and where you are so that later you will already have corrected the course. Maybe God is using that pain to protect you from going into a further direction that is going to cause harm in your life. I'm telling you today that God can use your pain to protect you. God also, the last thing, uses your pain, uses my pain to perfect me. God uses our pain to perfect us, to continually make us better, to continually work through the difficulties, the circumstances, the suffering of life, to make us who he created us to be. Look what the Bible says. For you know that when your faith is tested, there's that test again, your endurance, if you can, underline that word endurance because that's important right here. Your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Every painful experience has helped to perfect the person that I am today. Now notice I didn't say that I'm a perfect person. I said that the painful experiences has helped to perfect the person that I am today. In other words, 
Everything of my past, everything of my yesterday, every painful experience has helped grow me. It's helped mature me. It's helped shape my life. It's helped shape my circumstances. It's helped shape my decisions. There's things that I've done, mistakes that I've made that I never want to repeat again. So every time I have the opportunity to fall into that same trap, I go, nope, not going to do that again. I've already experienced that pain. I've learned from it. I've grown through it. And so I'm going to be better today. You see, God is using pain in my life today to perfect me for tomorrow. And when I get into my tomorrow, the things that I've learned today through the painful experiences of my life, I will be even better when it happens again. The next challenge that you face, God has already helped perfect you to grow endurance and maturity in your life. So when it happens, let it grow. Embrace it. Don't run from it. God is using that suffering to perfect you, to help you grow, He's bringing it all out into the open. He's revealing it. He inspects us. Look, the world around us is watching us. The world around us is watching how you respond to life circumstances. It's just one of the ways that we reveal the goodness of God in our life. When people see difficulty and they go, how did you get through it? How did you navigate that? When you have suffering in your life, how do you stay positive? How do you keep pushing forward? How do you know that you're going to be okay? You say, well, it's just the presence of God. You say, he's directed me. He's corrected me. He's protecting me. He's inspected me. And God is perfecting me in every area of my life because God has my back. There is a such thing as good suffering. So even though, as the Bible told us, even though there may be no blossoms, Even though there may be no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, and even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice. It's not going to stop me. I'm going to keep my trust in him. Why? Because I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're facing as though you're going through something strange happening to you but instead the bible says be very glad there is good suffering why did we spend this moment today over these few things why because i want you to have the proper perspective god's vision of suffering in our life although god does not cause all the pain and the suffering in your life listen to me god's not the source of it all we live in a sinful fallen world And even though God's not the source of it, God will use it for your good to build you and to grow you. And as he builds you and he grows you, other people watch the experience of your life and they're going to see Jesus living in you. And they're going to want what you have. Because you can experience pain and suffering with or without a relationship with Jesus. But today I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to face it one day of it without Jesus in my life. And so today, maybe you're watching or listening and you're going through a difficult season and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. But I'm telling you today, that's the decision that you need to make. And I want to take this moment to pray for you that today you would say yes to a relationship with Jesus. And then I want to pray for all of us. Listen, you may be going through some difficult seasons and you're going, hey, pastor, all that sounds great, but you just don't know what I'm going through. Look, I'm going to ask you to stick with us through the whole month of September. Because every week we're going to grow deeper and we're going to uncover more and more about good suffering and how the Bible teaches us, the 
about how the Bible helps us and what God wants to do in it and through it to benefit your life through good suffering. So if you can, where you are, I just want you to be reverent and I want to pray for you. So Father, right now, if there's one of us in here without a relationship with you, one person watching online, listening by podcast that does not have a relationship with you, God, we just pray that right now you forgive us of our sin. We choose to put you first. We choose to make you the Lord of our life. And today, Jesus, I thank you for the sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for loving me. I commit my life to you today to live in relationship with you. And Jesus, I pray for all of my friends today who are struggling and going through something, who are experiencing suffering in their life. It's my prayer today, God, that you would just, God, reach them where they are. Encourage them. Let them know, God, that you're working all things for their good. God, that there is a purpose in the perspective of good suffering. Today, we just choose to trust you, to lean on you in every experience of our life. God, grow us this month, mature us this month. Help us to have the proper perspective of suffering in our life as we understand what it means to have good suffering. And Jesus, you'll get all the credit for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen.